Hello, everybody. This is Rick Manning, President of Americans for Limited Government. Some stuff's been happening in this last few days that's really uh, distressing as uh, as a Christian, um, and it's and I, I attribute it to uh, baby faith. Um, but Kanye West has been saying things that just, quite honestly, are are indefensible, um, and I feel like from a Christian perspective, since he went on the air with a Bible next to him while he was saying this stuff, from a Christian perspective, I needed to deal with the issue of forgiveness. But let's be, deal with the first things first here, okay? And that is that there is a, um, what he actually said, okay? And here's what we've we've got. Um, he, uh, he says that, well, oh, let me see if I can get a better one. Okay, here's this is from Newsweek. West, I like Hitler. Alex Jones, he was on the Alex Jones program. I don't like Hitler. I know you're trying to be shocking with that. West, I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I do not. I do not blank by blank. The Holocaust is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities. I, I can't imagine why in the 21st century I'm having to deal with this, this but I, I am. And, I, and the reason I am is because the message of forgiveness is particularly important here in, in the Christmas season. We have, and we have to be able to articulate it. We have to be able to separate out what some misconstrued version of this to what actual Christian, what, what Christianity is all about, because we're really dealing with the heart of Christianity. Forgiveness is the heart of Christianity. Forgiveness is the thing that God came down to earth in the person of Christ on Christmas Day. Jesus was crucified. Jesus was raised from the dead for our sins. It, should we accept the invitation to believe in him and repent of those sins? That's it's a very simple message. And it is not, I like Hitler. It is not, Holocaust didn't happen. Holocaust happened. Kanye, I got news for you. Holocaust happened. Get, Dwight D. Eisenhower walked into the into the death camp. He saw the horror that was there. He had a photographer record it now. Get the films. Get the witnesses. Because somewhere down the road, his road of history, some bastard will get up and say that this never happened. This is a man of war. This is a man who had seen death on the battlefield time and time again. Who'd sent hundreds of thousands of men, boys, to their deaths in a fight for freedom. He's a man who wasn't intimidated by death and wasn't and wasn't didn't turn his face away from it. And what he saw at those death camps was so abhorrent that he had it recorded so nobody ever could say it didn't happen. So Kanye, it happened. Second, it's a you know, once again, there's there are other many other uh, another quote by Eisenhower. The things I saw, beggar description, the visual evidence and the verbal testimony of starvation, cruelty and bestiality were so overpowering as to leave me a bit sick. 
I made the visit deliberately in order to be in a position to give firsthand evidence of these things, if ever in the future there develops a tendency to charge these allegations merely to propaganda. Okay. It's irrefutable. And no one should take anything that Kanye West said about this as being anything more than somebody who just is being manipulated and used. But let's talk about what I think where, the, where some people have confusion. And it's not that the Holocaust didn't exist. It's not that Hitler, Hitler was a bad guy. Hitler was irretrievably a bad guy. Killed millions of people through his megalomaniac, he, megalomania. He, he launched a war that ended up killing 100 million people. Um, it was a, and, and he killed Christians. He killed Jews. He killed, he, he was a, he was a kind of an equal opportunity murderer. He was obviously he was focusing on exterminating the Jewish race. That was his, what he wanted to do. He had a whole division to do that. And that should scare us today because of the demonization of the Jewish people led to the acceptance of killing Jewish people just for the fact of them being Jewish is the exact demonization process that has led time and time and time again to people doing things in the, to others because they've been dehumanized. Let's recognize that. Let's not deny that. Let's be clear about that. It was evil then. It would be evil now. It's been evil throughout history. Now, what do we do with forgiveness in this context? And I think we all know some of the key things about forgiveness, some, some of the key, um, key uh, quotes by Jesus. And I'm, I'm going to stick pretty much to the Sermon on the Mount. And this is Matthew 5, 38 to 40. You've heard what that I said, that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. This is individual instruction to people in the crowd. This is how we, not how a government should act, but it is how we as individuals should act in those circumstances. And it is, a, it is the hardest is the most simple instruction and the hardest instruction to follow. Because folks, I'm like you, you know, if somebody hits me, my fists are bald and I'm hitting them back before my brain even says, wait a second, turn the other cheek, Manning. But that's not what we're supposed to do. And there's a very, and there's a very, I'm gonna take you through some verses and I hope it helps explain how this fits together. But let me, let me be clear. First and foremost, anger, fear, those kind of emotions, they, if they are left in your heart and you don't forgive and you leave those emotions in your heart, they burn a hole through you and consume you. They control you and the person who did you wrong because of what you've held in your heart, 
continues to control you based on that, that event or those events. And so rather than providing freedom by holding on to anger and holding on to fear, you're embracing the anger and the fear. And when you're embracing anger and fear, you, you can't be embracing love. You can't be embracing the love of God. So this is the essence of forgiveness. Christ is not telling you to forgive because it's hard. He's telling you to forgive because you have to. Because it's what, it's what opens the door of your soul to be filled with Holy Spirit and God. Now, obviously, we all, basically, every, everybody who's familiar with Christianity knows that you have to accept to be able to go to heaven. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and repent of your sins and, and believe in him. And that's, that's the simple, it's a very simple formula. You know, Jesus says in John 14, 6, uh, no one comes to the Father but through the Son. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through the Son. In 3, 6, you know, we all know John 3, 16 from the rainbow head guy. Um, for God so loved the world, he, for, he would send his only begotten Son for those who believe in him shall have an everlasting life. Everlasting life. But I, I haven't included this in here. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to get the exact quote, exactly what it is here, because it is, um, I think, there's a, when you look at this, there's the next verse is also instructive, although it's a little off of forgiveness. Um, oh, man, that's 317. 317 is, come on, give me John 317. 317, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's the essence. We are all fallen. We are all failed. We are all dead until we find, feel the light of the Lord and we accept Jesus into our hearts. That's what we have in terms, and that's the gift that's offered. So what do you do with that when you talk about forgiveness and, you, and you, you apply it to Hitler. Well, what do you, so how do you deal with that? What do you do with that? The, di the difference is you can, I do not, people say, you know, I don't know how someone who, was, who survived those concentration camps could forgive. Okay, it would be extraordinarily hard, beyond belief hard, watching your friends and family die around you. It'd be excruciatingly hard. But if you hold on to it, you're, you continue to be consumed with it for the rest of your life. And so how do you forgive? It's not a how, it's a you must. Does that mean Hitler was a good guy? No, Hitler was an evil person. Does it mean that I hold animus against Hitler personally? No, it means no, you don't. What it does mean, though, that Hitler isn't absolved from his sins, but that's God's business. It doesn't mean that, that I have to sit there and say Hitler's a good guy. Hitler wasn't a good guy. What it means is in here, I am not going to burn and hate at Hitler. I can burn. I can say I cannot, I can hate what Hitler did. 
Now, the old saying, hate the sin, not the sinner, because each of us is a sinner. Each of us has done has done harm to others. It's our nature. Even when, as Christians, we do harm to others all the time because we're not perfect. So forgiveness is essential to survival. But that, because forgiveness roots out bitterness. Let's talk about some other little quotes here that are, I think are significant and uh, we'll just go to them. Um, Ephesians 4, 31, 32, or 4, 31, 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Last section. Let's read that last part. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. God through Christ has forgiven you. If you've accepted Jesus, God through Christ has forgiven you. God's forgiven you. Even though the real question is, are you going to accept it? That's the real question. But if God will forgive you for the sins you've had against him, who are you not to forgive others for the sins they've had against you? Why would you hold the bitterness and rage and anger inside your body when you can be freed of it? That's Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Sermon of the Mount, turn the other cheek. You've heard it said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Let me stop right there. A lot of people demonize the idea of eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Here's what that Old Testament thing meant, okay? It meant that justice has to be proportional. It is actually the fundamental, it's fundamental to our entire justice system in America is that justice has to be proportional. If you get a parking ticket, you don't get executed, okay? That's disproportional justice. So understand, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth as a secular way of enforcing justice in order to make certain that you it is actually just. That is, Jesus is not saying that's wrong, but that is how, the that's for the government at this point, okay? But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Now, that's a New Living Translation. And I'll just, is that NIV? That may be NIV. Um, not my favorite translation of it. I should have gotten a better one, but um, King James is always more poetic. And sorry, I didn't do that. But bottom line on it is simple. When we're at, when Jesus says, "Turn the other cheek," somebody hits you, and you turn the other cheek. You don't give them the reaction they expect. Doesn't that impact them? Doesn't that, by not behaving the way the world behaves, doesn't that create dissonance, cognitive dissonance in their brains? All we need to do is look at Jesus' path to the cross where he was beaten, abused, he had thrown a crown of thorns, he had to carry his cross. He stood before Pilate and watched uh, a revolutionary in, Bar in Barsabbas get called for by the crowd. 
and the crowd calling for him to be crucified. Now we know that the crowd was a was kind of a um, let's put it this way: this, the the Pharisees stacked the audience, but we also saw Jesus stand before Pilate and tell him that he was truth and witness to Pilate in the time when he is sitting there beaten, abused, and Pilate said, what's, why do they hate you? And he tells them, he tells them he's truth. And Pilate shows that he's of the world because he goes and he says three damning words, chaos veritas, what is truth? What is truth? In a world where you can't define truth, there's no good or evil. It is just the power of the sword in that case, or power of the gun in this case. That is what truth is, is whatever, whoever has the power. The way Jesus takes took the power away from them is by turning the other cheek so they could not, they could not make him change. They could not make him walk away from who he was. They could not make him deny the essence the God half of this half man, half God. So he didn't deny his essence. He didn't deny his father. He could have he could have taken them all down all at once. He didn't. He forgave them from the cross, as his as those who crucified him and those who who testified to have him crucified were there at the base of the cross. He said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." How much less can we do? Once again, that does not mean absolving people of their of high, you know, incredibly uh, evil things that that they've done. What it means is we have it's not carrying the burden of hatred in our soul and leaving it and giving those things to God to be the judge over, as opposed to us destroying ourselves and not being a light into the world because we're burdened by the evil of others. Kanye gets it wrong. And a lot of people do. By this Christmas season, though, I'm hoping that this will help, help answer some of these questions which might come up I'm not a theologian. I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for a long time. Um, I've spent some time really praying about forgiveness well before this because of some things that have happened um, as we all have things happen in our lives. Um, and it's a, and I know that the most damage that can be done in the world is when a Christian doesn't look like Christ because they refuse to forgive. And I also know that the world will seek to turn something like this stupidity, this outright lie that Kanye has bought into a condemnation of those of us who follow Christ. And I won't, I, 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 I the whole reason why I'm on this thing right now is because I want you to know that that is wrong. 
that Kanye was wrong. Forgiveness is real. Forgiveness is demanded. But that does not mean you are absolving and you go around saying, I like people who are dead evil. That's doing damage. And it isn't of God. I'm going to take a couple of uh, I'm going to take a couple of questions. Um, hi, sir. I agree. Get rid of the business that make bitterness that makes life unbearable. Thank you, Vanessa. I I, I think it's I I've spent a lot. Of, I, I've struggled with this issue for a long time. I'm, I'm in politics. There's a lot of people who who make you mad and do bad things to you. And what do you do about them? And the natural thing to do is to hit them back and hit them back hard, ruin their careers and the like. And it's a, it's a really hard business from that perspective. And I found that there's never any reward in that. And so I just felt like I, I wanted to share. Um, I'm anti-religion. It's bad knowing that people ignore all Islam because they're afraid of being called racist. I, Charles, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with that, but it's... Um, I do know, I do know this. I know that there's only one religion that God came down on this earth and died for his people so that we could join him and be and be absolved of our sins through the simple act of believing, not through works. And that's Christianity. Um, okay. Right now, everyone's focused on him. Just a Biden forced railroad workers back and passes six hundred dollar law, forcing people to report all transfers over six hundred dollars. Yeah, Charles, this is a you're you're right. This is a, a uh, is one of those uh, bait and switches where you get everybody focused on something like this, um, and then all sorts of bad stuff happens uh, legislatively or in the government, and people ha don't even know what happens because they're focused on the shiny object. And the reason I'm focusing on this shiny object again is because this shiny object could not be allowed to shine. It had to be, it had to be knocked down. I will, if, if it's in my power to make it so people can understand that forgiveness is different than what Kanye West did. And ignorance is not an excuse for denying the Holocaust or trying to make Hitler personalize and not and Hitler and the Nazi thugs who followed him. Okay. No, you can't do that. And I'm not. And I, as a Christian, I felt it was necessary to stand up and say no, because that's the that's the brush they're going to try to tar all Christians with. And we know that they that there's a willingness to do that. And, you know, basically, Kanye gave him the brush and gave him the tar. And so, you know, some so speaking out is something that we had to do, I thought just needed to be done. Um, by the way, let me let me. I forgive him his ignorance. I, I, I but I'll never support him ever again. Odessa, um, I think. That, thank you, thank you, Odessa, because that's exactly right. That's how I'm going to end this, and it's just really. Um, hold on, Linda Nicholas. I, Linda, I, I'm. I'm on your side, so that's just so you know. But um, Odessa, let's end in this this way. And just everybody, anybody who see, feels so inclined, just bow your head and, and pray, and pray a, a message of uh, that of forgiveness uh, for Kanye, for Kanye, and for anyone who's misled on this, 
that they, but, and ask that the, that their ignorance get washed away. Um, because the damage that can be done is, is so incredible and it's so wrong, but it's, you know, as Jesus said, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. He says that from the cross. Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. And I'm not equating any of us with Jesus, but it's certainly a model that we can use. And so I, I just ask, Lord, that you forgive Kanye West and you allow forgiveness to enter into the hearts of people. Um, but also allow, send a, wa a, a wash of, of enlightenment over him let him actually use the internet and figure and see what is plain to see so that he can know that what is true and what is not true lord we know that satan uses people who have big platforms and sometimes and, and many times they don't even know that they're being used and they may think they're doing something that's right and usually it's done out of ignorance and Lord, in this instance, it's a big, it's a lot of ignorance. So Lord, just help and enlightenment, have hope. I call on people to come alongside Kanye who can uh, correct him and put him into a, a right frame with you. And we just ask that you be, that you, uh, um, that he get into alignment with you and be uh, a, a more perfect servant uh, of Christ throughout his life and that his platform, and I think rapidly diminishing platform, but his platform be used for bringing people to you as opposed to causing division and ex exalting those who engaged in abject hate. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you folks for joining me. I, I just, I know this is a little hard one, a lot different. Um, we'll talk about politics next week, okay? Um, something a little easier, but uh, God bless you all. And uh, if I don't see you, have a Merry Christmas.